Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 140. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland, and I'm sat digitally across from my number one pod princess. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney, typically I come to you live and direct from Berlin, Germany, but for the first time in the history of Don't Praise the Machine, the podcast, one of us is recording from the spiritual home of the podcast, the wonderful city of Adelaide, South yeah. Australia. And that person is me. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone, to the beautiful state of Adelaide, the capital city of South Australia. <laughs> Adelaide is the fifth most populous city in Australia. Mm. The traditional owners of the Adelaide region are the Ghana people. Named in honour of Adelaide of Saxa Menningen, Queen of William IV, the city was founded in 1836 as the planned capital for the only freely settled British province in Australia. And I can feel that Mm. every time I'm here, John, I can feel how freely settled we are. We all speak (laughs) a little bit more properly than the uh, other trash in other parts of the country in other parts of the country. I follow the Irwin family on Instagram. I follow every Irwin that's still alive. Mm -hmm. So that's Bob. And Bindi, mm-hmm. and what's the other one called? Uh, Horace. Terry. Okay. <laughs> Terry Irwin. <laughs> and they have, uh, actually, none of them have, Bob doesn't sound anywhere near as thick. His accent is nowhere near as thick as his uh, beloved dad, Steve Irwin. He's, oh, he's got a much son. more kind of, yeah. Mm. And I think he just won, Austra- I think it was Australia's GQ magazine just awarded him. Hmm. I think he got like Australia's social media prince of the year was Bob <laughs> really? Irwin. I really like him. He's got mm. a very lovely way about him. He won a Pulitzer as well in the category of crocodile <laughs> journalism. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here in Australia. Adelaide's quality of life has ranked consistently highly in various measures through the 21st century, mm. at one stage being named Australia's most livable city. Yeah, they don't, they're always saying that, and you never know who's actually yeah. saying it. But it is a very lovely and livable place. Population mm. is currently at 1.4 million, which has increased quite a bit <sighs> since you and I lived here. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for a more Modern reference to sink your teeth into. Adelaide is where pop star Sia Furler, a.k.a. Sia, mm. the, the the wigged woman. Everybody loves to sing Chandelier. This is where Sia Furler grew up. That's a wig. And cut her teeth. That's a wig. And if anybody's seen the horror film sensation Talk to Me, mm-hmm. distributed by famed distribution house A24 this year, which has raked in millions more dollars than its budget. Mm which is uh, a big win for films these days, much like this podcast. Uh, That's directed by Danny and Michael Filippo from Paraka, Uh just up the road from where I'm recording this podcast at the moment, a.k.a. YouTube's favorite roughhouse sons, the Racka Racka Boys. So there's a lot (laughs) going on here. And, John, you mentioned to me earlier Yeah. Uh, there's another special South Australian from an HBO series that has kind of been added 
to the list of recognisable South Australians yeah. internationally. It's true. Uh, which and is you'll say her name. Sarah Snook, a.k.a. Yeah. Chivroy, from everyone's favourite Armando Iannucci classic, <laughs> the <laughs> series Succession, which recently concluded. Um, now, Shiv was recently at a place called the Spice Shop, I think it's called. It's on the it's on Ligon Street, which is just near my house. Very unremark unremarkable Indian restaurant. But she's um <laughs> before she wandered around the streets of Brunswick, she grew up in I think in Eden Hills or somewhere like that, somewhere in the southern suburbs That's of Adelaide. Yeah, right by Berlin National Park. Mm. She used to she much like I could have never known when I was watching Succession that, mm. that iconic character of Shiv Roy actually ran around the same park that I did as boy. Yeah. Chasing after chasing after lizards and rainbow lorikeet koalas. <laughs> it's we true. trod we trod the same path. Yeah. You've also got there's a guy whose name I've I've just misplaced, but he was one of the instrumental players in developing penicillin. You've got <laughs> Howard um, Flory. Howard Flory, that's correct. You've got People like Gary Sweet, who's an Australian actor that very few people will know. Uh, really, it drops off after a few key players. But even so, given that its population is only about one and a half million, probably a bit higher these days, it punches above its weight. Yeah. And uh, South Australian Tourism Board, get me on. Get mm. me on to do, I'm the voice of the youth at 41 years old. I'm the voice of South <laughs> Australian I'm the, I'm the, I can talk to the kids on TikTok. Just, mm. Well, I mean, they paid Sam's, they paid Singer, the South Australian Tourism Commission with uh, taxpayer dollars, paid Sam Smith some amount of money that they oh, won't yeah, reveal right. to perform earlier this year, I think, at the mm. famous Cube, which is a building at a famous winery in the Australia. Darren the Darrenberg Winery. The Darrenberg Winery. Mm. And as a bit of a South Australian tourism campaign to get eyes on South Australia, yeah. they said, why don't we get Sam Smith to get on down here and we'll give him a bajillion dollars. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> was really angry yeah. uh, in South Australia that it was like only they... influencers got in, got asked uh, to yeah. it. It wasn't the kind of thing that the public could go to. It was mm. just this exclusive thing for influencers to and get, uh, other kind of faffy people. There was a bit of that recently at the NGV National Gallery of Victoria here in Melbourne um, where they had a, a gala. They have an annual gala and they're obviously trying to get from the playbook of the Met Gala a bit of funding for their institution, but mainly through selling extremely expensive tickets to people like me and then giving <laughs> out freebies to celebrities. So your Hemsworths and those kinds of people were there. Yeah. And I put on the Instagram page, was this event open to the public? And they, and then the <laughs> moderator said, yes, it was. And I said, great. <laughs> I look forward to coming along and saying hello to Chris Hemsworth next year. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to him. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to be next to Chris Hemsworth, please. I assume that he bought the same ticket that I'm buying to the same service, the same experience. So I'd like to sit with him, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Just having a, uh, a musician flown in to perform in an exclusive event in a cube 
whilst there is a cost of living <laughs> crisis. I think that's a that was a pretty well-read move by the South Australian government. John, I want to play you a song that I've been absolutely bopping along to <laughs> these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I want you to have a listen and then come back and tell me if oh, you think this is a brand new song that's been unveiled from the from the vaults, from the catalogs. Mm-hmm. And I'll play it to the listeners as well. I think some of you will recognize this artist and a, a lesser known song of his, a, a, a one that may have just been re-released from his from his unreleased back catalog. Oh, let's have a listen now. People wanna sleep behind my curtain. They don't know that I am just a man. And what they need is just a new sensation. So I stay behind the gates of Now, before I forget, I need to say big, big thanks to my friend Jan Gruneberg for putting me onto that track. Mm-hmm. What did that sound like to you, John Maloney from Don't Praise the Machine, the podcast? <laughs> well, I have a couple of unanswerable questions that I wish to <laughs> press uh, because it seemed to be a little bit confessional from, yes. from Michael Jackson. So it sounded like a Michael Jackson song, correct? Yeah. The king of pop himself, my childhood like hero. Pop. Michael Jackson. From the grave, perhaps, giving people the kind of <laughs> belated admission of culpability that many people have been wanting. <laughs> well, he, uh, so he, he, he defends himself in the track. So the track is called, I think it's called Innocent Man. Right, yeah. And if you listen to the, and if you listen to the lyrics, he's saying, uh, you know, I'm an innocent man in that classic Michael Jackson style. The, mm. the, the style, the, the kind of production style sounds like you kind of, mid to late 90s, Mike, maybe even early right. 2000s when he yeah. had, I think he had an album called, was the album called Butterfly? No, the album was called Invincible, I think. Mm-hmm. His last album was called Invincible. And so it has that kind of production feeling to it. Yeah. And so I think I think to somebody who hasn't really been paying attention to AI recently, they might hear that and go, that must be a, a, a cutting room floor track from mm. Invincible. Yeah. That's what it's going to feel like. But no, 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 <laughs> that is, of course, as everything is these days, yeah. an AI-generated Michael Jackson singing a song that he never sung, mm. produced by a man, I'm pretty sure, that I found through Yarn. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson had nothing to do with it. It's completely created with these modern AI technologies. Wow. And so you have this incredible thing happening now where it's really starting to reach the stage Mm. where people are being able to create songs in the style of other artists. That's wild. And it's starting to sound indistinguishable. I actually thought when Jan sent that to me and he said, 
look at this. It's an AI-generated Michael Jackson song. Mm. And it was so good that mm. I thought, I bet it's not. I bet it's just an, I bet it's a new song from the catalog that they've not released before and it's just been leaked on the internet. Ah, uh, yeah. And I checked so many times because mm-hmm. I wanted to do this bit and I didn't want anyone to go, you got that wrong. That was just, that was just fake news on the internet. It's not AI. It's actually... It's actually mm. a song that was that he recorded but was never released and it just got leaked. But it it is. So the guy who made it was a guy called Kai Makes Music. Yeah. And what I also love about Kai Makes Music, we could do a whole podcast on him because he's one of these very odd Michael Jackson zealots <laughs> who just goes on, who's made his whole life about how Michael Jackson is is innocent wow. of all accusations against him. He's he's so into that. And he's also yeah. a very talented musician and producer that he's gone to the effort of creating a song in, in the as if Michael Jackson himself had written a song. Mm. Declaring uh, his innocence. Declaring his innocence of all alleged charges of misdeeds with young boys. And it's so, I mean, that's that not actually... I yeah, heard it and read it as an admission of culpability because I thought if during his lifetime he had written a song about how innocent he was and how <laughs> he wanted the boys to go along with his version of events, I'd think that's just another nail in the coffin, really. But um, but obviously his more one-eyed fans see things differently. Let me play you the bridge from the song, John, and always, I'll also play this because it's funny. The the singing bit of the song is is quite well done, but he's mm. done a little he's done a little speaking bit, has Kai uh, <laughs> makes music which is a little bit shitter, and I liked that. Oh. And so I'm just going to play this to you, John. I'm going to send this. Have a listen to this. This is the little speaking bit. Yep. And also, there's a little bit, of, a, there's a little bit of, a, of, of wrong English in it, which I like. Oh, wow. Interesting. People blame me for all kind of things. Oops. None of it is true. Because <laughs> it's made up by all the media and all the press and all the evil people. None of that is true. I'm wow. just an innocent man. I'm yeah, that's that doesn't sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and he says it's great because he says people blame me for all kind of things, yeah. and none of it is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael Jackson wouldn't have said that, but and it also doesn't really. It sounds like a kind of at best a fairly shit Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> Whereas the rest, when it's actually singing, it sounds. Very authentic. It's a good song. It's catchy. Mm. And I've heard similar things where I must be following one or two accounts on Instagram that do this, where they will do a version of a song, which might be a Nine Inch Nails song, or it might be a Pet Shop Boys song, and it will be performed by somebody completely unrelated to that genre, but it will sound incredibly on point. I will get to that, John. I have that okay. right here in front of me. So what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain yeah. how that kind of song was made. Today I'm going to combine two of my favorite interests, mm. which and uh, two two areas where I'm a real authority in the space. Yeah, and that's the world of AI and sound. So some of you will remember that in episode 100 of the podcast, so that was 40 weeks ago because we've just done episode, we're doing 100, episode 140 now. Mm. But episode 100, we did a fun little thing at the start of the podcast where we had three celebrity voices say nice things about the podcast and they were Will Smith, <laughs> Drew Barrymore and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Now the way that I did that, spoiler alert, sorry if anybody thought that Will Smith 
and Alec Baldwin and Drew Barrymore had recorded those special messages to us. Mm. I must now admit, <clears throat> 40 weeks later, that I created that through an online platform called Eleven Labs, which I believe is actually a Polish uh, company. Oh. And Which isn't to say they're Eleven not Labs, fans of the show. That, that could just be... They could still like the show, but they, they could still like the show. It's, it's true. They could still like the sh- <laughs> could like the show, and I could have saved myself all that effort just by trying to get in touch with them and having them re- to record mm. an actual uh, well wish. But the way that Eleven Labs works, and anybody can do this now if you want to go and try it, is you can go to the Eleven Labs um, website and you mm-hmm. pay. To do what I did for that particular bit, you pay a small fee and you're able to train their AI on any voice you want. So I, what the way that I actually did that was to get really clear voice samples of Will Smith, Drew Barrymore, and Alec Baldwin. Uh-huh. Thankfully, they've all done audiobooks. So mm. I just went and found, I downloaded the audiobooks of Will Smith's biography, Drew Barrymore's biography, I think, and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And so it was really clear and articulate speaking of them. And yeah. I probably took... 10 minutes of their voice, but actually I, oh. you can do it with way less. It's crazy these days. Mm. And I fed it probably 10 minutes of their voices. Mm-hmm. And then with 11 labs, it's actually a text to speech thing where you, you feed the voice in that you want, and then yep. you can type what you want them to say. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you can move a few sliders to make them sound more or less emotional. Basically a difference oh. between make, keeping them fairly monotone, like I might yep. be speaking now, and you yeah. can move the slider right up and it kind of makes them sort of more emotional than they oh. would otherwise be. Okay. So that's that's 11 labs. Yeah. Uh, so that's essentially explaining that now technology exists that you can feed computers a voice sample of anyone and it can yep. sample their voice and then it can play it back to you either through text to speech or in the case of these particular singing um, examples, what's actually happening is that you can now use programs where you yourself can go on these websites or, or using one of these programs. I think one of them is called RVC. Uh-huh. And you can go to RVC and you can, I think, either create your own celebrity voice sample you can do it with any voice i could do it with yours john mm. or i think to save yourself the time a lot of people are now sharing sample sets that they've made themselves so some guy will go away yeah. sa- and sample like 100 hours of m&m oh, I and see. then you can just download the m&m kit I see. and then and then you can for example john you could do your own rap yeah as john maloney you feed that into the computer and yeah. then you tell you tell the platform now replace my voice mm. with the M&M voice right. and give it the same intonation oh, that I I'm giving it. So the big yeah. difference between the text-to-speech and that is that now you could rap in any kind of way you wanted. You could give it the kind of expression and the rhythm and the cadence that you yes. want. Yes, yeah. But you're just going to sound like M&M. Yeah, I see. And Wow. It's it's basic. Right, what also is really happening with this tech? It's encouraging to myself. And yeah. Then, who do you want to? Who would you? I mean, you've always dreamed of being Snoop. Yeah, I would like something from Snoop. I'm also a bit of a soul guy, so something from Otis Redding, or maybe a nice. Well, this is the thing. What you could do is you, from Toots and the Maytals. Well, you could do your own kind of shitty soul song mm. with really lame lyrics about your own <laughs> life, and then get Otis yeah. to sing it. Yeah, sitting. Or he could 
Or he could S- sing it to you. He could sit- be like sitting on the dock Jomma. of Brighton Beach in Melbourne. Yeah, with a whiskey in his hand, <laughs> watching the Melbourne trams. Great. Tomorrow's my birthday, so I think as a little present to myself, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm going to take the day off. <laughs> and write, get Otis, write an Otis Redding song and then have him sing it back to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, John. Oh. You don't need to worry so much. <laughs> exactly. You've achieved most of your goals. <laughs> it's only human nature. We're on the hedonic treadmill. <laughs> 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 yeah, so this this AI thing, it's actually it's actually the way now that you, John, you mentioned earlier that you had heard some versions online of, mm. for example, I'm, I'll play, play a couple of these for the audience as well. Uh, actually, maybe I can do that first and I can explain how this is done. So perhaps what I will play first, yeah. and I'll send you this link, is let's do this Johnny Cash one. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Oh, <laughs> come on, Barbie, let's go. Wow. Because I'm in a Barbie world. Wow, that's, there's a beat going on there, isn't there? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? No, oh, that's freaking me out. So, shall I give it a, a count of what I just heard? Yeah, sure. What I just heard was the classic Johnny Cash voice and cadence and a kind of live recording ambience, such as one might hear, uh, from his famous Folsom Prison Blues song. Mm. And, in fact, it's to the tune of Folsom Prison Blues, except that the lyrics are the lyrics of Barbie Girl. Is that Aqua? (laughs) Yeah, correct. So he's saying, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, (laughs) etc. And uh, it's, it's unsettling. I mean, you couldn't... I don't think I could tell, aside from the absurdity of the content... I'd have no way of going, oh, that's not Johnny Cash. Well, sim- similarly to the Michael Jackson example that I played, mm. had had that have been in the style of Johnny Cash lyrics, yeah. but somebody had just written them, you yeah, would have thought. Yeah, I would have just gone, oh, that's just a Johnny Cash song I haven't heard. Yeah. So yeah. That, is, that is a song from famous social media AI song generating genius. There I ruined it. A lot of people out there will have stumbled across There I Ruined It videos on Mm. Instagram and TikTok. And There I Ruined It is actually a musician from Dallas named Dustin Ballard. Mm -hmm. And he's become huge by doing these kind of mashups of, well, he does a bunch of different things. For example, that one's obviously doing a silly bubblegum pop lyric, but in the style of Johnny Cash. Yeah. He's, so what he's done is he's taken like the Folsom Prison Blues music yeah. uh, or, or music in that style. Then he has himself sung those lyrics that you just heard. So Dustin is in his oh. studio and he's, he's going to be in front of the microphone mm. in his Dustin voice going, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Just yeah. trying to sound 
as much like Johnny Cash as he sort of can. But it doesn't I need see. to sound that much like him. Just trying to get the same kind of cadence and rhythm yes. and style. Yeah. And then he's taking sampled Johnny Cash voice, mm. replacing his own voice with it, and then putting that on top of the Folsom Prison Blues instrumental. And voila. Wild. Yeah. And think of what, the possibilities. Well, yeah. Th- then what There I Ruined It has also done, which is probably my favorite, <laughs> is, is he's done this other great thing where he's taken both the music from a band and the vocal style of the band and said, This is what this band sounds like to everyone else. Or yeah. this is ev- this is every <laughs> this is what every song from this band sounds like. Yeah. And so this is the one I think that has the most <laughs> views. And so I think he said, this is what every Red Hot Chili Peppers song sounds like. So I'll play this to you and the audience okay. as well now, John. Yeah. <laughs> Come to a leaper with the peppermint bait, the chalupas in the fair to ready. Fuck a doorknob, California, buttermilk pancakes in my eyes. Stepped on a toe, broken out of hope, now it's time to reiterate California. I got a thumbtack on my nutsack Pies three pounds <laughs> Hey oh I don't know what I say no. The more I sneeze The less I blow Got frisky with the buffalo hey, <laughs> That's great oh, Good on him mm, That's satisfying to me Because I have long decried <laughs> The sameness of Red Hot Chili Peppers songs to anyone who will listen, despite the, the so if that, several of my friends being zealous Chili Peppers fans, <laughs> or perhaps because if that of was, that. If that was on in the background, if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, you would think you were listening to the real totally song. would, yeah. But again, that's just Dustin Ballard. There, I ruined it again. What he's done is he's taken the instrumental of that Chili Peppers song, mm. then he has sung his own lyrics in the style of Anthony Kiedis mm. and then just replaced his own voice with Anthony Kiedis's. Yeah, okay. And then put that back on top of the instrumental <laughs> and voila. Wow. You have a song. I mean, I'll play one. I'll play a so couple more. This is He's done the same thing with... Um, Still requires a fair bit of ta- like human talent. Ab- absolutely. He's, he's, yeah. totally, he's totally talented, this mm. uh, There I Ruined It guy. And he's also been really creative in the way that he's he's doing it. Mm. Uh, he did it also with Pearl Jam. So same kind of thing here. I don't think uh, you would have yeah, heard this okay. one, John, but uh, here, have a listen to this one. What Pearl Jam sounds like to people who don't like Pearl Jam. <laughs> Still going with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Very good. Yeah. So again, he sampled Eddie Vedder's voice. Mm. Then he's just sung what he wanted to, his own lyrics over the top. (laughs) And. You would totally just, if you're not paying attention, yeah. go, oh, that must just be a Pearl Jam song. Yeah, it might be a live version that I haven't heard before, but it sounds basically the same as the one I know. And yeah. then you listen closely and it's just gobbledygook. I wonder what Eddie <laughs> Vedder would think of that. Yeah, well, I think anyone with a good sense of humor would think it's mm. kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, if you were, exactly. I'm sure someone like, 
someone without a sense of humor like Morrissey or Bob Dylan would be very angry. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Kiedis would just be thinking, <laughs> just as long as I'm not being me too I'm happy for people to say what they like about me. <laughs> <laughs> and what the other thing that, that people are doing, which is a bit more simple, is a bit of a confluence at the moment of these interesting audio technologies. What's also happened in the last few years, John, is mm -hmm. a technology has become available which has allowed you to split audio recordings into their individual parts mm -hmm. through AI, which was never a thing. That was always the dream of mm -hmm. electronic musicians like me growing up. You'd hear an interesting vocal or an interesting guitar track that you wanted to sample in an old blues song or something, but there'd be all this other drums over the top or singing over the top and you'd think, yeah. oh, mate, hopefully there's a tiny bit of the track where the guitar plays by itself and I can sample that and use it. Oh, okay, well, yeah. gone are those days because now you can feed an entire song into this particular software wow. and it analyzes it and yeah. it's able to do a pretty good job of separating vocals, guitar, drum, bass, guitar, That's other amazing. elements and spit them out to you. And so what people have been doing, they've been taking that technology. So say, for example, I'll play you this one at the moment. It's, it's become very popular to use Eric Cartman's voice in these AI <laughs> cover songs. Right. So what somebody did is they took this Eurodance song that I think a lot of people will recognize mm -hmm. uh, from a few years ago. Somebody took the Eurodance song, they split it into just the instrument and the vocal, yeah. right? So they now yeah. they have two tracks. Yeah. Then they fed the vocal into one of these RVG programs and uh -huh. said, replace this original vocal with Eric Cartman, <laughs> which it did. Then they took Eric Cartman's voice and put it back on top of the instrumental. Yeah. And so then you get Wow, that's great. This. <laughs> yeah that's amazing wow yeah. i had not heard that that's amazing yeah so it's it's incredible and of course this raises a whole bunch of mm. ethical questions yeah because for example, I mean, we didn't even get into the fact that the reason that Michael Jackson one really jumped out at me as well as I thought, wow, how interesting. I mean, there's already the ethical questions around whether or not you should be able to use somebody's voice to just sing a song that you want to write. But it just, the yeah. Michael Jackson one, it's like he's dead and somebody's written a kind of <laughs> I'm innocent of molesting boys song yeah. in his voice. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty, that's a pretty good example of the more troublesome applications of the technology. Yeah. I mean, you also think about all the sort of, you know, the, the I mean, for years, I guess, there's been this tradition of people like Biggie and Tupac digging up B-sides and bits and pieces and having people rap over the top and rap alongside them and try and kind of rejig their music or somebody finds an old scrap of a, you know, Jim Morrison recording or something and tries to make a track out of it. And now it's just, you don't have to go to those kinds of, Efforts. It's interesting 
it's interesting, John. You've just mentioned something there. I wonder. So, I mean, back in the day, hip hop mm. artists sampled music from other musicians, let's say jazz musicians. Somebody like James Brown was very frequently sampled. So there was the kind of wild west of hip hop sampling in yep. in the mid to late nineteen eighties where hip hop was emerging and a new style of hip hop was emerging where young producers were taking their parents' record collections like mm. James Brown, people like this, Bob James, another kind of jazzy musician that I love, taking drums, taking horns, little vocal samples, and then using them as the bed for their own hip hop tracks and then yeah. rapping over them. And then all those artists said, Hey, go fuck yourself. Like famously, mm. uh, well, not necessarily go fuck yourself, but say for example, Niall Rogers from chic, uh, good times is the backing song to sugar Hill gangs rappers delight, you know, a hip oh, hop, yeah. the hippie, the hippie. And Niall Rogers gets uh, a, a cut of that as the, as one of the writers. Yeah. But yeah there was this kind of thing of, there was this kind of tradition of, yeah, we're sampling, but it's this emerging art form and we don't have mm. any money. And mm. and, then it, and then eventually they came to the music industry and the samplers came to terms and the, the deal was, you know, essentially give us a cut or negotiate with us before the song comes out and it's yep. all good. Whereas yep. now what's happening, some people will have heard about the story earlier this year where suddenly on social media, a song from Drake and The Weeknd popped up from an artist called Ghostwriter, and it mm -hmm. was this very thing. It was The Weeknd singing the chorus and seemingly Drake doing the rap. It was actually <laughs> a, like a fire beat. Everyone was like, this is dope. Yeah. And then it turned out that this Ghostwriter guy had used these technologies to oh, create it. wow. And then Spotify just pulled it mm. straight away. Mm. They said, yeah, we don't really know about the legalities around this, but for yeah, the time being, none of it, this yeah. is none of this is going up. And I wonder mm. if there's a, what the parallels are between, you know, is this Well, it's sort of what do you think? It's really blurring the line between plagiarism and homage, isn't it? Because you kind of think, well, you can't you know, the weekend is already a kind of homage to Michael Jackson a lot of the time. Yeah, it's a very good point. But, but nobody <laughs> says, oh, he's got to pay royalties to Michael Jackson just because. Yeah, it's a very good point. You know, but he's just obviously aping that sort of style and, you know, doing a very good job of it. But um, then you then you get this situation where you're really deliberately using somebody's very specific sound. I mean, it's mimicry which is created by them, but using it to create a piece of artwork, which is original. I don't, And it raises parallel questions, I guess, to what happens with the use of technologies that use text to image software, and they will kind of scour the database for inspiration, if you like, yeah. using the artworks of other artists as inspiration to create this imagery. And there's been a few artists who've come out of the woodwork and said, you know, when I used this app to create a kind of space age Im image of myself, it was clearly, the result was clearly an imitation of my style as an artist. So, yeah. you know, why shouldn't I get some royalties out of that? But it's hard to know. But what, what artist were they influenced by whose yeah. style they also incorporated yeah, that's right. into... Exactly. And you think, well, yeah, I, I mean, the, the laws that deal with this stuff and even the 
moral concepts that deal with this stuff haven't really foreshadowed the kinds of complexities that we're now dealing with. My question is also, what's to stop me from making a song sampling the weekend's voice and using that as the vocal character for a song that I'm putting out and I just don't use the weekend's name on the track? Who are they to say... Yeah. Oh, you've definitely used the weekend. I'll be like, nah, I used myself and some mm. other I sampled another my friend sounds a bit like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. And I got and I sampled him or I got him to come in. So no, it's not the weekend. Prove to me that I used the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And how would you how would you even do that? I mean, it, it could just be somebody who sounds uncannily like the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Because that that wouldn't be a thing. It's not like the weekend would go. Oh, you can't release that song because he sounds uncannily like me. That's mm. not a thing. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what lies ahead. What I would like to use it for, though, is in particular the technology that you made reference to that takes a throng of sound and differentiates the different elements of that sound. Yeah. Maybe I could have a bunch of people over for a house party and then spend hours separating out the different conversational threads to see if anyone had said anything about me that I didn't like. <laughs> record. <laughs> record. Just just put up one mic. Just put your phone on the mm. table and record everything. Yeah. And then if somebody says, these, there should be more food at this party, I'll be like, right, that person's <laughs> not coming next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, because I myself am a little bit of a soundman, I was mm. thinking what could be fun is if people want to write in and ask, make a request to yeah. me, tell me what song you want and who you want to sing it, mm. go ahead and email us at hello oh, that's at dptm.org. That's hello at dptm.org. So pick a song and pick whoever you want to sing it, whatever singer, mm. uh, or, or, you know, I guess it's somebody who only occasionally sings like Eric Cartman. <laughs> and, and I will go ahead and I will use these technologies and I'll, I'll pick the best one, or mm. if, if it doesn't take me that long, I'll do a bunch of them. And I will play whatever people have, have written in. I don't know. John Maloney really wants to hear Paul Simon mm. singing over yeah. uh, the Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I do. I want to see. He wants a very sweet child of mine, but it's yeah. Paul Simon. But with, maybe, with yeah. maybe a bit of. Ladysmith Black Mambazo lyrics. Yeah, with a little bit of may, may, maybe just Ladysmith Black Mambazo with it with yeah, just just have that just have that over with sweet November a whole bunch rain. Of, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right so, in. That'll be great. If you could do that, I might try and come up with some of my own. Yeah, I was gonna say to you as well, if you could come up with some John in mm. the week, shoot him over. Because I would actually like this opportunity because I feel quite silly that as a soundman myself, I've not actually delved into these technologies. Yeah. I just got too much going on in my life these days. I've got the bloody <laughs> podcast. If I told you about everything that is going on in my <laughs> yeah, life, I tell, sure. what, people, I tell you what would happen. People would write to, don't, people would write to DPTM. Uh, hello, write at to hello at dptm.org. Dot org, and they'd say, 
you need to stop the podcast right now because yeah. you're absolutely going to run yourself. You're going to absolutely run yourself ragged, young man. <laughs> you don't want that happening. So I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't tried it yet, and I feel silly. So this is a great opportunity for me, yeah, to do them. And then actually, what I can do is I can upload them to YouTube like everybody else and see if we can get some legs on some of them because I've got a mm. feeling I could be quite good at this because I've already have I've probably already have the chops for it. Yeah, and guys, look, we could make this a thing in that. I mean, my pic- suggestions are going to be fairly puerile. It's going to yeah. be a fair bit of like, can you make, can you make Noam Chomsky just read read out these words, and it'll just be <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of him saying poopy poopy fart fart. But <laughs> we could really, we could probably push it a bit further than that, guys. Hello at dptm.org. Pause the podcast right now. Mm. Get your phone open if you got the phone out. You can always, if, if it's easier as well, just open. If you're on your phone, look, guys, if you're on your phone, do it on Instagram. Mm. Go to the Don't Praise the Machine podcast and just shoot us a message. If you are in front of the desktop or it is somewhere near you, open yeah. up your email program, pop in there, hello at dptm.org. Subject heading AI song for Apricot Pepsi and let us know your ideas. <laughs> 